Absolutely. Uh, always down for horror and anything that's gross and disgusting. Damon Anderson. Yeah. Mr. Gobbler, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> and also joining to give us his great commentary on all things we talk about, George Soul Phoenix. You have a doggy putch with you today? Yeah, yeah, I do. We'll see if she get. We'll see if she gives any comments. Probably will. I, I originally was gonna have my like self closed off from her, but she basically just flopped herself on the side of my door and like panicked. Well, then you only got one other option, I guess. Yeah, she's currently on my bed, staring out the window. Huh. I'm sure she's looking all nice and stuff. Uh, well, guys, we are back for another Pit of Horror segment because it has, of course, been a while. Uh, last time we did this, we just did a general talk on, you know, how we feel about the whole genre as a whole and where it started for us and where we see it can go. Uh, that was all fun. But now we have come back to this horrifying year known as 2020 already an amount of actual horror so we're gonna now try to focus on not so realish horror <laughs> or you know whatever puts us in the spirit of halloween because we have to celebrate it in whatever way we can so uh Basically, we're just going to go through and just talk about some stuff we've been watching at the start of this month. I'm going to already give uh, the uh, Golden Cup to Nick and the Silver to Damon for how many they have watched. Uh, yeah. because, because Nick has oppressively made 18 watches. So I was just like, well, I'm going to have to cut that down. It's 10 days in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Damon, I believe, said like 13 or 15 he's watched. So uh, this month was a kind of rocky start for me because I actually went the first three days of October without watching anything. So I basically then got in the bulk starting the fourth day. Uh, so I'm going to just go right into one that both Nick and Damon did end up watching and I I know actually a number of things about it. I still have never watched it actually all the way or fully through. So it's going to be up to Nick and Damon to kind of give our quick thoughts on that, which is Little Shop of Horrors. I'll let Damon start with that. Which, you know, a definite musical start to this. So, <laughs> uh, Damon, take it away with your thoughts on Little Shop. Uh, well, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, it's Rick Moranis and mm -hmm. essentially a horror, a horror musical. 
Like, I, I, I don't really have much else to say with that. Like, it's yeah, it's, it's something. To... Yeah, it's it's a well, definitely well thought out. It's one, it's a remake, which I never knew that. And yeah, it's it's a remake from a movie from like the fifties or something. And so that is pretty wicked just by itself. But they, you know, they seem to knock it out of the park. I mean, because clearly not knowing about, you know, normally it's, uh, you know, about the original and then yeah, you see, you hear about the remake and it kind of dies away. I mean, I never think, even knew there was an I original. I think no, nothing about that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um. Yeah, the only stuff that I've ever I've seen a couple of musical performances from the film, and I know what it's kind what it's basically about, and I actually know how it ends, but both ways that it technically ends, but I still have never watched it. It's, it's essentially an alien that comes down, and Rick Moranis finds it. He owns a flower shop, like, and Venus Flytrap can speak. Yeah, it's. It's a wack. It's wacky, but like I said, it's Rick Moranis, and it's. it's they very- said it was a uh, black comedy musical film, so take it for what you will. But also, there's a bunch of special appearances from people. Yeah, like well, the one up on my head is Steve Martin, Jim Belushi, John Candy, uh, Bill Murray, Steve mm-hmm. Martin, Christopher Guest. Yeah, there was a lot of people. Now. Uh- have you both watched both actual endings, and do you have a preference on which one you uh, actually like more? Not necessarily. It was a, I think it was a twenty-three minute ending, right, or something like that. Well, there's the happy-go-lucky ending, and then there's the one where the flowers and stuff actually take over the world, basically. I've only seen the original ending. I didn't, haven't seen the ones where they attack everything. Yeah. I've only only seen it thanks to the internet, and it's actually (laughs) one that I'm already going to lean towards. Because it's a a ballsy ending. Um, So, so I would say that would probably be a hard recommendation on both your guys' part to definitely, if you have not already, but I still have not seen Bullshot of Horrors, so... Yeah, Rick Moranis is fantastic. I definitely recommend that. I wonder if this and Sweeney Todd would be a good double feature. Yeah. (laughs) Horror horror musicals. Yeah. I mean, honestly, yeah, that's not a horrible idea. Um, So, George, do you have any thoughts if you've seen Little Shop of Horrors? Uh, I don't really usually have thoughts on anything, honestly. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when was that? It was a, it was an eighty nine release. Uh, eighty eight, eighty nine, somewhere around there. I yeah, think so it was from eighty eight, and then it. I actually think it released in eighty nine. Huh. I guess you can add that to my year if that's true. I can't remember. I think they limited released it at the end of eighty eight. And then it came out everywhere, 89. So I don't know what you would, which one you would prefer. Well, depending on where it was initially released, we technically then only count if it was released here. And, yeah. Uh, so. Release date was 86 in the States, December 19th. So I guess you could consider it a Christmas film. <laughs> well, 
uh, released around Christmas time. Yeah. Uh, Which is a remake of the 1960s uh, film. Uh, people quite like it. Yeah, I I hear nothing but positive, especially on the effects and the set design and the puppetry. So, yep. uh, yeah, at some point, I know I will get to it. Uh, so, gonna now lean a little bit more on Damon's side, and uh, okay. one of the ones that he said that he watched uh, was The Conjuring. Yeah. And first one. Uh, I feel like we have talked a little bit about... The, I think we did talk a little bit about the Conjuring When we spoke about uh, the Nun. Yeah. Um, but just give your quick thoughts again on it like, and how it's kind of held up in a way for you watching it again. Well, I, I, you know, rewatching it because I th- if I'm not mistaken, it came out like 2014 or something. Um, so... One, the art style is not necessarily unfamiliar. It, it's very, you know, it's shot in the style of, um, uh, can't quite think of the movie, um, but it has a very similar style to, oh, like uh, the the one with like the last key, the one that just came out. Um, that series, the, the Conjuring just in a whole is a good series because like the stories of Ed and the Rain Warren are classic like i mean the view you know, with the museum and everything like there's so much like they could go for years upon years of just stuff that they've done but the stories just no. in general are really good so i don't know who really goes through and picks which cases to go about but i think a solid start was the one with you know annabelle because that's their biggest biggest you know thing and that's kind of how that starts is that with the it starts off with the annabelle doll and then like the parent family and the, the whole story with the parent family is a really kind of tragic story. Anyways, it's kind of messed up. I mean, so it's a horror film. It's supposed to be messed up. Yeah. But just like the idea that this is like an, based on an actual story that so you know, supposedly Te- happened. Was it also Texas Chainsaw Massacre also based on a true story? Well, this one's oh, actually inspired by actual <laughs> events. The, the, the thing about the Conjuring thing that I wasn't saying is that, yeah, but the thing about the Warrens is that they've been also proven to be pretty big frauds. Yeah, see, the, the, there's that also. But, like, just so, in general, though, the film is, I, I think the film does hold up, and I think it is still a solid horror film in general just to watch, because even if you don't necessarily, like, you know, I don't blame a ghost and stuff, but just I love learning about the stuff like that, and that is, it's very interesting to learn about. Okay. Uh, so I, I guess my first thing I'll throw in out here, which isn't just actually one film, it's just the whole series because I finally watched the whole franchise and that's the Final Destination franchise. <laughs> and as I mentioned off the top, I actually missed the first three days of like, you know, watching something each day. So I actually was able to just binge the first four on the fourth day. Because I actually found out that they're like an hour and a half. Yeah, they're very like, short films. I, I can get through these quick. Oh, especially then when I especially then when I realized that the fourth one wasn't even an, technically an hour and twenty. And Putch, you definitely see my point. <laughs> I'm sorry. So no, it's okay. Uh, I I currently am 
having the presence of a cat around me too. So, um, <laughs> basically, how I boil down these is, yep, it's the same premise, just over and over again, just with some different people. Uh, one one has a psychic vision that, again, is never explained, but maybe that's for the best to just not have that be explained. They avert death in a, in a catastrophe way, and then death just slowly picks them off because they cheated fate. And even though he's not technically death, he's kind of the embodiment, like, vessel of it, which is Tony Todd, oh, yeah. who, again, also is known as Candyman. Yes, sir. He's definitely a horror icon, so he's, he's always great to see. Especially hear his voice. Oh yeah. Uh, I would say that as far as like until the fifth and final one, it was kind of a little bit of a digression once in a while. But the kill, the I, I almost said it. I say death because they're not technically kills because it's death that gets them. Which I'm now actually saying. I think it's the wind that actually ends up killing them off most of the time. Uh, but they're very uh, entertaining and you know fun to watch. Uh, the stuff in the third and but especially the fourth one, uh, the 3D stuff is a little bit much. Yeah, so I, I think especially with three, they kind of were like it was big. Well, 3D was big, and didn't, it was didn't like it also come out during the time where everyone was doing a 3D movie. Yeah, that that was the craze of the horror stuff at the time. But three was actually not so much. It was four that was like really egregious, yeah. and five did it again. But I feel like they kind of honed it in better. Where, uh, but I would honestly say, as far as like if I were ranking these, I would say the fir- the first one is the best because it's it's the one that feels the most like an attempt at like a serious film. Is Devin Sawa on the first one, yes. Yeah, horror icon, Idle Man, baby, horror icon. Did the guy that got um, killed with the brick? Uh, did anybody else laugh at that, or just kind of just fell and hit him in the head? <laughs> I, I think a better question is how often did anybody not laugh at a death? <laughs> um, oh, well, I mean, Damon told me that the uh, shower hanging thing kind of got to him, but out of all the series, out of all the series and all the deaths. Like, the, there's two that stand out to me. And that is in the first one with the shower scene, because that one is so dark. And, like, that is, that's is generally a horrible death. <laughs> like, I mean, it just, mm-hmm. it's just really messed up. And then the one where the guy gets dragged down the road by the hook. Oh, the racist redneck? Yeah, <laughs> that one is, you know, he has it coming. But... God. And the funny, the funny thing is, the fourth one is my least favorite. Yet somehow it has some commentary today. Yeah. Uh, but I, and then honestly, it's very surprising. But I would say the fifth is actually the second best, in my opinion, because that just had really creative deaths. But I actually liked the characters. Well, well like too. we've discussed, the films at some point they realize, okay, we know what we kind of are, like. We we are just a yeah violent like like you said the first death. one really seems like they're trying something like they're trying to be good and then the second one 
I feel like they're just like market, you know, like they're using some money. They're like, okay, like we're trying to like give something that's similar to, you know, just appease the well, people. You could say that you could easily see, like, if you have to use this analogy, the first one is closer to an independent kind yeah. of feeling. And then the second one, they're like, okay, now we yeah, give budget, them some money. Yeah. Or money that they give them, it's like more apparent. And then, uh, but I actually thought the third one was actually not too bad. Plus, the third one actually has my most memorable, kind of memorable death because I just laughed so hard and it was just so awesome, which was the engine that pops out and cuts the guy's head and then the propeller spins again and like Yeah, it see, and that's the thing. Like, they definitely, uh, they put a lot of, I, I, I don't want to say a lot of effort, but they definitely, uh, they do some cool stuff. Like I, 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 can, I don't want to hate them because like I, I do like the films, no matter how bad or crazy they are. Like they, you know, like I yeah. said, they at some point they just kind of like, yeah, we know what we are, which that's fair, you know. Uh, also, another giant dig at the fourth one. Absolutely no Tony Todd. So oh fuck no, you're off. That you're automatically going last. Uh. Nick, do you have any quick thoughts on the Final Destination it's, franchise? If you have, if you have seen I have. them, I don't know. It's if been you a have. while. Uh, I almost compared them to not because not the, I guess, quality of movie, but because it's almost the same thing over and over again outside of different deaths. Compared to, and not as long the uh, Sharknado franchise because it's the same thing. There's like but seven least, Sharknados though, isn't there? Six or seven? I think, I think yeah. six or seven, yeah. But I'm just saying it was the same thing over and over. But the first one definitely stood out for me because Devin Sawa, I thought was great. And I can't remember which one it was, the one on the highway with, like, the wood, the chippers, and, or the – That's the – Yeah, I, I still – that one was the most memorable death for me. I can't remember what happened, but I remember them being on a highway and, then like, a truck with a bunch of – Logs or whatever, I can't remember what it was. Yeah, it was a log truck, and yeah, uh, it's still one of the more rough for deaths for me. Yeah, I think that's the one. I it was it was one that I did like, but at the same time, I was also kind of like, okay, they're kind of pushing it a little bit. Like they're, they're it's it started to get to a point where they're like, we got money, we got money. <laughs> so, Uh-oh. but yeah, uh, yeah, in no way a. Uh, I would say that this is, it's funny that an overall quality, I wouldn't put it at towards the top of a franchise. However, it is one of the more consistently entertaining franchises. So I'll give it that. Uh, so if I crossed off final destinations off my list, so I only got a few more that I currently own that are franchises to watch. Uh, I believe uh, Chucky is one, well, correct? Yep. I'm going to start that tonight. Oh, boy. Uh, going to go to Nick now with... Uh, yes, it's the original... It's the original seven films. Yeah. Um, going to come back now to Mr. Nickerish with, uh, honestly, a surprising pick to me, uh, Ghost Ship. Nope. One, one that I also have not seen and only remember one certain thing if, if this is the ghost ship I'm thinking of, but get, give us your short thoughts. Yeah, on I'm not going to go next. too deep into any of this movies, but it, 
I had to revisit it. I think it's 18 years old now, and I remember seeing it when it came out in theaters. Uh, not the greatest movie, but there's just certain things about it and certain people in it that were great. And then basically it's just about a you know a haunted ship, and there was like a salvage crew aboard, and they didn't know going into it what they were getting themselves into, and people died. It had Carl Urban. Um Gabriel Byrne, I can't remember the other people, Julianne Margulies. Uh, but the one thing about it, and this is arguably the best soundtrack of all time in a horror movie. <laughs> kind of saying a whole lot. Um, yeah, I, I, and I only recall that one Mudvayne song, so I don't know if there's Kill more. Kill Switch is on there, too. I think, uh, I can't remember hmm. which song it is. I'm actually looking for the soundtrack right now so i guess give me a second well but as like an overall like film wise how how would you like officially say if you would you recommend it i would in the sense of just to see it because it has become a cult classic and has a kind of a following now so i would watch it um it's like i said it's not the greatest movie but some people like it more than others. I mean, I, I don't hate it. I just, I, I would watch it again. It, if anything, it, unless they have not been doing, which I'm pretty sure they actually have been, if it happened after this film was released, this probably inspired Haunted Cruises. <laughs> which, if, which, I mean, right now, that is kind of a haunted feeling, but... Uh, if, the, if those have been happening ever since, you could kind of say that they are the ones that influenced it. Um, so coming back to Mr. Damon here, uh, bringing up a film that I'm sure we, we, we have personally discussed a whole lot about and seeing how much you'll be able to get out about it, yes. and that's The Babadook. Not, not that this film has not been getting way more recognition than it, ha- it had when it was initially released. Uh, what, what are your quick thoughts on the Babadook and where well, you stand on it? I think it's just it? a fantastic film. I, I think it was very underrated and people, you know, people never gave it a fair swing, essentially. And the, I, they went into it, like, I mean, since we've discussed it before, I mean, they just, they essentially just kind of went into it and didn't know what to take from it because honestly, if I'm not mistaken, it, that's before, like, uh, yeah, Babadook came out before, like, Hereditary and all the more artsy type horror films. Yeah, so I feel like that kind of was the start of, a, yeah, of like a film that doesn't necessarily have to be a horror film to be a horror film. And I, I, I just think it's completely underrated. But you, like you said, it's getting a lot more, you know, love now. So that's really good, yeah. um, but I, I mean, I just love it. I think I generally think it's a really solid, amazing film. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think that that was the start of like I was seeing like absolutely great acting in a horror movie, and the fact that it just had that feeling and sense of what it was trying to say, and the fact that they were like, yeah. There's a monster, but it's not a real monster. It's a metaphor. 
you have to get that. Don't think it's a monster movie, which people are now telling everybody that are watching it. It's not that. It's psychological. Uh, but yeah, I think that was the kickoff of like this kind of indie-ish renaissance of things that are praised, but they don't get the love from like audiences. Yeah. Hereditary being one of them. George, do you have any uh, comments oh, on some I'll of these lately? Duke, but I just kind of like mine jumped towards the end of uh, Hereditary, or just kind of did a full, almost a one eighty yeah. towards the end there. Or just kind of like <laughs> how much like can we talk into this without like spoiling crap? Well, there, there's going to be one on here that because I know what the ending is that. I'm going to say we're not going to say the ending, which is okay. on Nick's list. Be- because I'm going to save that for when we do like a thing that I wanted to do, where it's like, okay. watch it and then talk about it. Yeah, but, just because there's something uh, towards the end of like, Hereditary I was going to comment on, but I don't know if I should say anything about it. <laughs> well, I mean, not like that. We, we, especially I, have not talked about it a whole lot here on this channel. So. Is that a year or nay? Uh, well, just to save time, I'm going to say nay, if you don't mind. Uh, so the the next kind of bunch I'm going to throw out here that I finally watched is the original Dead nice. trilogy. And I'm not saying franchise, because after this, I, I don't consider them connected, uh, which was Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, and Day of the Dead. And whew, oh boy, did I see all the things that I was just like watching some zombie stuff nowadays. I'm like, yep, here are those influences, and there they were. Uh, I would say that uh, Night was definitely a giant game changer for its time. Uh, I especially liked though how it still kind of had like a grainy kind of quality look to it and the aspect ratio was smaller watching it in Blu-ray. So that was really nice. Kind of took me back to the lighthouse. Oh, nice. Uh, and also being, being in black and white, too, also helped. Uh, I thought Dawn was another really strong one. It just had a couple of slow parts to it, and it's not until they actually get in the mall and stuff starts happening that I'm like, I think that this is actually pretty good. Uh, but the acting, I think, is also, again, pretty strong. And if I had to compare that to the Zack Snyder remake, there's stuff I like in both. I like the action in the remake a bit more, but I like the commentary and the acting more in this one. And Day of the Dead, I completely understood why this is one of uh, Robert Kirkman's favorite, because I was just watching it going, yep, this is exactly what inspired Walking Dead. It's not necessarily the zombies. It's the people that you should actually be afraid of. Uh, I see see zombies every day. uh, Yeah, true. Um, So, yeah, guys, a quick roundup on if if you have seen them and what are your thoughts on the Dead trilogy, uh, Mr. Nick? Yeah, it's been a while, but I've seen all of them. And like you said, just a... Out of the three, you can see so many influences on today's zombie movies. 
and shows, and uh, that's where I think it's all based. I guarantee you all the directors, producers, and whoever has done these newer ones have watched all three of those and gotten all the influences from them. Yeah. Oddly enough, another person on here has said the one that they want to talk about also is Robert Kirkman's other uh-huh. favorite zombie movie. Uh, which, you know what? We'll just segue now into that unless Damon wants to I give mean, his the dead quick suit, thoughts the on the dead I, I, trilogy. I really think, first off, the, the original Night of the Living Dead is probably one of the most one influential horror films of all time. But even if you take that apart, it's also one of the most progressive horror films because if we're you know if we're talking about it, that was one of the first horror films with a black lead, and like not yeah. one, like the one for like the first guy dying. It, it was like an actual very progressive film within a very sad uh, commentary yeah, well, that still applies I mean, to now. Came out, what, when did it come out? What fifty something? So even like no, in the 60s. 60s, it was you know, yeah, was still something that was like not done. So yeah, and then the other yeah. two, uh, they're pretty good. I mean, I I, I do like them. I, the the first one's the best. Yeah. See, it's really tough for me because I I really like the commentary and the acting and night. There's just a few times where for an hour and a half it kind of drags a little and Day of the Dead only has like a few times where it kind of feels a little bit slow, but I really like the effects and the action and stuff in it. So it's kind of between those two for which one I actually like the most. Day does fall in between. Uh, But with that, we can now segue into one of Damon's picks, which is Robert Kirkman's other favorite zombie movie that inspired Walking Dead, <laughs> Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Damon, give us your three cents on well, on Shaun of the Dead. Simon Pegg is amazing. Like I don't, I didn't know if we have to say that or not, but uh, no. Simon Pegg is fantastic. <laughs> and as a, one, as an actor, like that's the big thing. He, just as an actor, he's funny and he's really talented. But his visions for movies are hilarious. Like he, he's he's hilarious. It's a, I mean it's a horror comedy, and well, we have to include so, Edgar Wright in there. And the I, director I that you know he's. Let me try to wave. Say this. So, Shaun of the Dead to me was always like almost like a comedy film, but at its heart and soul. It's a zombie movie. Like, it is. And so it has good elements of both. Like, it has, when it needs to be funny, it's funny. When it needs to be, like, horror-esque and kind of, like, you know, bloody, and it does. It adds where it needs to be. Like, I think it's well done. Yeah, it's set up. And dramatic. Like, I, I really, one of my favorite scenes is the whole interaction he has with his girlfriend throughout the whole thing. Like I think that's actually genuinely funny mm-hmm. when it, again when it needs to be, and then there's a lot of serious moments with him and her that are also really good. Like it's it's a good film. It's a ma- fantastic film. Yeah, uh, technically the start yes. of the Cornetto trilogy. 
Only fall, then followed up with Hot again, Fuzz and World's films. End. <laughs> yeah. It's always just a which is your favorite of those three? It, uh, it, for it me, does get I different have, results from I what I've seen. Go ahead and answer it. It's Hot Fuzz. Yep. Is your favorite? Yeah, that that's really tough because Hot Fuzz has become one of my most rewatched movies lately. So. It might me. It might lean towards that, even though I love Sean, and I and I do really like the writing in uh, World's End. Uh, Nick, your quick thoughts on oh, Sean? Hilarious. Uh, Simon Pegg, you know Edgar Wright, fantastic as always. Uh, Let's not Nick forget Frost Nick Frost. Just as funny as Simon Pegg, uh, they're always great together. Um, and nothing bad to say. Great trilogy. Sean of the Dead's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, George, any thoughts on Shaun of the Dead? Uh, not a whole lot, but it, it has those, like, I still gotta say one of my favorite scenes in that entire movie has to be when they're, like, all going to the bar. At, like, <laughs> where they have the big holdout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you can see, like, elements of that in, like, oh. some other, like, movies and games. Well, I... That movie's influenced a lot of I things. really one of my favorite parts about that in the is the scene when they and the guy like is trying to be all cocky and has the gun and then like he gets he's like, All right, fine, I'll let it go. And then like he gets taken through the window and it's just like, Well, that's what you get for being a douche. Well, in a zombie apocalypse, that's what it tries to do. Um uh, also just a really quick side note here, uh this actually originally idea was in a old TV show that Edgar Wright did direct really? and Simon Pegg was involved in it, which had the episode of the characters dealing with That's a zombie apocalypse. So it just, it's like as soon as he got a, a studio behind him and a budget, he's just like, I want to make this a well, it's, film. It's just like I said, it's just so. it's funny that they made, you know, a film like that with being it being a comedy like. That that's what I love about Simon Pegg is he can take some weird yeah. situations and make them funny, like it's great. Oh yeah, I, I think I think a good question would be is if he can make the phone book <laughs> funny. No, I wouldn't mind uh, listening to like say Michael Kramer yeah. listen to uh, just read names out of the telephone book. Like <laughs> there's there's certain people out there that yeah you could probably listen to like. Which would be funny to listen to, like um, I don't know what what what's some good examples of people who could make the phone book funny. Uh, well, yeah, that was, that was, that was, that was what I was about to say, Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> but so, um, but moving <laughs> on to the next one on here for Nick. Yeah, it's okay for Nick, which I'm gonna already say. We're not going to give away the the ending of this, which is Sleepaway yeah. Camp, because the the twist ending of this is the main thing that makes people then say, <laughs> "Now you actually have to go watch." It really had been the heyday. So people, when they watched this, uh, made it known for its uh, infamous twist ending, and I had never seen it before a couple of days ago. But uh, yeah, I, I still have not, but, uh, even though I know it. I believe it's there's point. four movies in this franchise now, and I yeah. haven't seen the last three because yeah. I don't think you really need to. 
But um, I watched a thing where Spencer Charnas of Ice Nine Kills counted down at ten most should you should watch movies in the pandemic. And number two was Sleepaway Camp. So I was like, I'll check it out. And basically, it's about um, a young girl sent to summer camp becomes a which becomes a site of like a series of murders shortly after her arrival. And the killer basically says, you won't be coming home. I mean, that's it's, it's a pretty good movie. It's interesting. Uh, basically, what I have heard is that it just has the feelings of like that, you know, standard, yep. you know, in the woods and camp movies, which we've seen a hundred times, which that's what people were getting kind of sick of. Yeah. But then when the twist happens, that makes everybody then go, okay, you know what? Yeah, Actually, I was, watch it just for that. I, I did not see that coming. <laughs> uh, which, which if you had told me that you were about to watch that, I'd be like, okay, I have not seen this, but I know <laughs> the ending and I'm not going to say anything, but I can't <laughs> wait to hear. Um, Is it, Dan, I have, have you seen Sleepaway Camp? Uh, a good little while. Okay. Well, because if at some point we ever get back to, you know, watching stuff together, yeah. I'm putting this on the list. Uh, because, again, even though I know what the ending is, I still have to basically watch it. Um, uh, no, George, have you seen it? Okay. Uh, so, moving back over to Damon's side, uh, an interesting pick, uh, <laughs> yeah. Joyride. Uh, give uh, us well, the interesting thing about Joyride is Paul Walker's in it, and <laughs> that's the most interesting thing about okay. it, right well, there. No, I, I mean, <laughs> honestly though, it's, it's, um, you know, whether people like it or not, it's it's done something different. I mean, tell me another movie that like the killer is a fucking semi driver like that. Like it's, it's. It's it's an interesting uh, duel. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> David. My point being is that I I thought it was actually a genuinely, especially for the time, it was a solid idea that I mean they, they ran with. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was very. Is this like early thousands? And what and. I'm pretty sure if I'm thinking right, this would be after Paul Fast and Furious. I think, I think it was around the same time because the first one came out, and I think if they came out around the same time. Did the first one come out in like the 90s? I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Do you have any others to say about Joyride? I have not, I, I have not seen Joyride. Yeah, I believe Nick has. If you want to give a quick, two uh, it's cents been a on long it. time. I just remember the semi basically, and I'd totally forgotten Paul Walker was in it. I, I think the other thing for me is that I got the that confused, yeah. like with wrong turn. I'm like, are these the same thing? Well, the, the guy, the guy really um, fucks with them. That, that's but, one thing that I really like. Like he really is like he messes with them, like plays with his victims. 
and that's you know, that's Damon's kind of thing. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's really sick. Actually, it's and uh, that's why I li- that's why I like it. It's as far as horror films go, like that's uh, you know what I look for in a good horror film is something uh, to be, well, you know, like I, I want them to. I want it to be different, and like I, I, I had never seen a film like this when I first watched it as a kid. Like I had never seen anything even close to it. So, well, well, well Damon, as, as I mentioned, and I'm pretty sure you told me once that you have not seen it. At some point, I'm going to show yeah, you never heard of Duel, which is which is actually okay. directed by Steven Spielberg. And it's and it was a made-for-TV movie, and it's one of the creepiest. Like, basically, it's a semi truck going after a guy. <laughs> so, uh, co- coming back to Nick, unless George had any quick thoughts on Joyride, uh, if he's no. seen it, uh, my man immediately went to like, I, I remember like going towards real life things. There was one of those like murder like where they show like real life murders and they have commentary on it. Or there was a semi truck driver that like that had ran over his like mistress or something like out on the road and tried to hide it. And they ID'd him by the uh, tire treads. Just random morbid oh. thoughts. Okay. Anticipating. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I get it. Uh, no, coming back to Mr. Nickerish. Uh, Another interesting pick that I've actually been seeing circling the internets, especially on YouTube. Yeah. 13 uh, Ghosts. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I have not seen this, but I've been seeing a number of people talk about it now. So, Nick, you're quick. Two it's, cents uh, on 13 Ghosts. I think a remake from the 1960 movie. I believe that's when it came out. Um, basically, it's about a ghost hunter and a psychic assistant who lead a team to capture what's called... It's supposed to be a spirit called the Juggernaut. And, uh, yeah. Juggernaut, <laughs> bitch! Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, basically, they tour the mansion. And the cool thing about the mansion is it's made entirely of glass sheets. And yeah. they all have Latin phrases on them. And uh, the whole movie is filled with crazy death. I'll give it that. I mean, it's... Definitely got a cult, cult following, but it's, I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but it's its interesting. The premise of it, at least. Well, uh, I'll, I'll just quickly reiterate what George just asked. Favorite oh, death? Man. It involved glass. <laughs> yeah, I, I like that one. I like that one. It's just, shunk, yeah. and he Yeah, did. that's yeah. my fa- that's my favorite one as well. Um, I know, it, this, uh, like, moving on the side here, I will bring up something here. Uh, it has a very similar, like, nuance in the movie The Cell, I think it's called, if you guys have seen that, where they they got this, like, person and they're, like, doing, like, psychic, ca- uh, not psychic, but, like, psychological counseling with, like, a serial killer to find some sort of... Like, I know what you're talking about. Victim? I've heard two films called Cell. If this is the one I'm thinking of... Does it have a horse that has uh, something similar happen to it? Yeah, that was yeah. also really cool to me. Which, which, 
which I would say it has some cool imagery. However, the acting oh, no, in the, the story is terrible, not the, the dream sequence yeah. stuff is actually quite fascinating. It, continue. There was a uh, there was a uh, really cool scene that had a it was like a clockwork device and it had like twelve ghosts swirling around it and it involved metal rings. It was crazy. It's a crazy movie, man. Hmm. Twelve yeah, ghosts right. and it's called thirteen. Ooh, I where that other one was. Uh, <laughs> uh, moving back over to Damon's side and his last one that he'll be bringing here. The first oh, Jeepers God. Creepers, which again is one I've seen sequences of, but I've never watched the whole thing. Uh, Damon, your oh, two cents on so Jeepers Creepers, the first one. Quite little, actually. And. It, it freaked me out really bad, especially the ending. Like, and now I'm watching it again. Like, I love it. I I still love it. I like. There's scenes in it where I'm like, eh, you know, like some better stuff could happen. But it's genuinely a creepy film. You know, aside from the director, I mean, it holds yeah, it up. Does. Man. It's genuinely a scary Jeez. film that is one. It's really kind of a, a strange watch just because like it's it's weird it, it's just beyond weird compared to like you know some of these on there they're kind of run of the mill but like this movie is genuinely just fucking weird and it, it's it's entertaining like it's fun to watch like you know the creature in it like it when it goes back to creature films like creature you know awesome. like I, I and the makeup, yeah, no, awesome. like the the makeup work is fantastic. Like, I will give them if I can give them anything. Like their makeup work is fucking dope. So, I believe it is that was it Justin Long's first movie. Uh, I'd say it's probably up there. He, uh, yeah, Justin Long is in it, and uh, basically it's him and his sister, and they're doing like a traveling to go yeah. back to their parents' house. And they, they they see this big truck and it, it's like he's kind of being an asshole. No, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> he tried to kind of. Yeah, so he's kind yeah. of being an asshole, and so they they see him dumping a fucking <laughs> body bag up into a goddamn big tunnel. Okay, I want to reiterate what Damon's talking about. <clears throat> that scene right there is probably, arguably, the scariest scene in any horror movie because he dumps that body into that well. And when he turns around and stares them down, and then all of a sudden you see that fucking truck behind them and that horn, man, I swear that it's scene fucked up. <laughs> it is because yeah, like he, he just up. like like you said, he just looks, he just doesn't say anything, you know. He just looks Dude. at him like, and then they're like, "What the hell?" And then all of a the sudden truck. you see that big ass, yeah. And you know shit's about to it's go fucked. down. Like I, that's why I think it really actually does hold up. Yeah, I recommend that to you, Ian. Well, I knew at some point I'll be trying to get to that, but there's so much other stuff. Uh, But no, um, I mean, I've heard a lot about it, and I've seen a number of things about it, but, you know, once I actually finally watch it, I'll be able to say something. You gotta watch the second one, and the third one. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I can be kind of question. Um, 
Speaking of second ones, uh, the last one for Nick to talk about, uh, oddly enough, decided to watch this one before, I believe, he decided to watch the first <laughs> one, uh, Texas Chainsaw you know, Massacre I'm let Damon start with this one just because he's more familiar. This is the first time I've seen it because I know Damon knows a lot about this one. Well, well, when we did the horror talk, this was at the time when I finally watched this one too, so... Uh, yeah, my consensus was I did enjoy it. I just well, so ultimately didn't like it as much as the first one. It's a fantastic but. film. Like, there's <laughs> no way of getting around it. Like, it's actually a really good film. But this one was just like, okay, like... It's fucking crazy. Fucking Chop Top is one of the greatest characters in horror. Like, I don't <laughs> care what anybody says. Like, he is fucking amazing. Like, I like Lefty. Yeah. When Lefty arrives with those fucking chainsaws, I was like, oh my God. I, I'm a big fan. One, one of my biggest favorite scenes is actually the there. beginning when he's, those two guys are like uh, at the <laughs> driving and then they see like that guy pull, they see Leather pull up and he fucking attacks them. Like, that is just, I love that. And the radio scenes and stuff, and Chop Top is hilarious. Like, he's just crazy, and he's he's always scratching his head with that fucking hanger and shit. That's fu- it's so fucked up, but it's great. And can I mention um, what Leatherface wears in this? That suit with the mm-hmm. rose and everything? That has been suit. reimagined. Iconic, because people wear that all the time for Halloween, and actually there's a wrestler that does it in the ring now, so... <laughs> Yeah, if top I top. could throw in here uh, for what was his name? Uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah. Uh, I, I'm just a little bit different. I, I kind of was like, okay, this is a little much. Uh, and especially coming off of, like, again, the first one, which had a more, like, raw, natural feel. Well, and if this I'm one not just mistaken, this was a little too was cartoony. Like to go for, was, what he's trying to go for, right? Well, this apparently was like his original idea about how he wanted to go. Although, funny enough, as I watched something that talked about it, he tried to get the original Texas Chainsaw <laughs> yeah, down okay. to PG. You're right. I would like to see that. But, I honestly and, would like to see that. And, and in no matter how many cuts he made, because of the feeling and the atmosphere, they're like, nope, this is still R. And he's just like, well, I guess it's going to be R now. Um. But yeah, he originally, Toby Hooper actually wanted the original Texas Chainsaw to be PG. No way. Just imagine that. Uh, which, again, it's R because of the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. There's actually no. not a whole lot of violence. The irony is, I think so. if he tried to make it PG, it would come off creepier than it would be if it was, you know, actually R. Maybe. Because you, you, maybe you'd actually like barely yeah. see anything. <laughs> you're just, you just hear it basically probably would look like the Blair Witch Project. The Blair Witch Project Thank was you, George. quite good for what it was. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, I did like that they had a bit of a better budget, bigger and better budget for this. Uh, I thought that Dennis was. Pretty awesome. 
Especially yeah. when he was like trying out like the different chainsaws that he wanted to purchase. It's like which one flows better? Um Yeah, uh I, I'm pretty sure though we all kind of agree we do find this one entertaining. It's just yeah, no. If you yeah, have to no. If I'm watching the first one, the first line, like, it's just I, I generally short. think is the first one is a like a monumental horror film. I, I genuinely believe that. But the second one is more of I think it's I think it's good because like like I said, you know, a lot of those characters now, like a lot of stuff in that is very iconic. Like I said, you know, Chop Top is an iconic character. I mean, because it's played by freaking Bill Mosley. Okay, like come on, and then. Then the suit, like like Nick mentioned, the suit is iconic now. Like I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's iconic because after after that it gets weird. Like the third one is, yeah, like yeah. There's a third one and there's a fourth one. (laughs) The fourth one, I believe, uh, he becomes a woman. So there you go. Yeah. Oh my. That's hot. Nah. Now, now, wait, is it by the third one that they start? Yeah. Well, well no, it, the third uh-huh. one is still called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Well, I think that's the third one. So I think it's the, the third one. At some point, they, they rename it Leatherface. Chainsaw Massacre 3. And, yeah. And then, uh, then it goes. Yeah. Not that you won't have a long uh, title. Now, 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 I do know that in, te- in Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, what is it? New yeah, generation. Kind of Matthew McConaughey <laughs> makes his first appearance. So there's that. <laughs> um, and my last one that I watched, which actually was last night, it has "Dead" in the title, but it's not connected to the Dead franchise, and that's "Return of the Living Dead." Um, funny enough came out the exact same year as Day of the Dead. Jesus. A couple of months afterwards. So I'm already already proclaiming uh, 85 to be the best year of zombie uh, films. Uh, Because this one was just weird, wacky, and fun the whole time. Uh, The the makeup on it, too, was on the same level of, like, how the makeup was for Day of the Dead, which is really cool. And just now the now iconic, as one mentioned here, Ray. Uh, the, the soundtrack also is very uh, 80s and upbeat. Uh, and I did uh, recognize one of the actors in it. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name if I have to look on my phone. Uh and the only film I can usually think oh, no. of to include him in, it, he was in Joanna. What the hell? <laughs> was it which the main not, guy? Not, which is not a film to really He was in put. Sam Dunk Ernest, too. Yes. He, yeah, he was in that. Uh, but he, 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 he was one of the antagonists. He was one of the Jack characters in it, uh, which I was just like, oh, shit, I recognize him. Um, but... Very uh, creative deaths, and I honestly saw this, and I was like, if this guy has not seen one of the titles that it goes under, which hopefully at some point now, because I'm going to probably bring it, you guys will get to watch it, nice. uh, Dead Alive, which is 
an old school zombie movie directed oh, by yeah. Peter Jackson, of all people. Uh, if you watch this and then and Dead Alive, you're like, this guy had to have watched this because this is just so bizarre and zany with what he does with zombies. And yet he still doesn't even match what, Pe- what Peter Jackson did with zombies in that film. I found his name and then I found um, his movie name too. His name is Miguel Nunez and he, he was Spider. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there was, there was especially one character that I was just like, oh wow, there. Uh, if, if people did that, gosh, that was so stupid. He had like, he was over extenuating with like chains around him, like he had like a chain belt, he had an X chain across his chest, but then he had a chain oh that was pierced to his <laughs> lip. <laughs> I've seen ear. that shit. Is he Xerxes from freaking Three Hundred? What was that a thing? That's what I was thinking. Uh, Although I find him way more threatening than Xerxes. Uh, But yeah, uh, as far as a different and more fun zombie film, I would definitely highly recommend it. It's a good time. Uh, If I had to, if I have to compare it to the other ones, I would put it over Dawn and then it's really just in a tie between night, night and day. <laughs> no, that's just me. Yeah. Night and day are the two top ones for me. They just have something that the other one ha- has and ha- doesn't have that I appreciate. Um, well, uh, no? Unless uh, you guys have any like other said, kind of comments on the term. Brains. That is, that is still amazing. But I like the I like the Tar Zombie. Like I can't lie, I like I like the Tar Zombie. What? It's pretty cool. Yeah. It the that and uh, if I'm remembering right, his name is uh, either Bud or Bob from Day of the Dead, which are like the like single out zombies that are like really known now. Uh. But, uh, well, seeing as we still have some time on here, I'm just going to quickly go through some of the other ones that we jotted okay. down that we did watch. And it'll just be like a reaction, really. Uh, Nick, Nick also watched the original Friday the 13th, which <laughs> hey. is no shock. Uh, <laughs> not like I you didn't hey, I praise the hell out of Jason. Debate too. Which, oddly enough, no. <laughs> this is one where he's not the killer. Uh, yep. He also watched Gremlins. Christmas horror. Uh, which could also qualify for Christmas horror movie. Uh, in the future, Pumpkinhead, we'll all talk about that movie in the future. I, I, yeah, it's I, I want to get around to watching that, The one that thing I'll too. say about that, sorry. Uh, another one, is that another the, one he was, the direction, the... the, the yeah. Yeah. Director was actually it was his debut and it was a special effects artist that did it. And yeah, that does sound cool. like that's what it would be. That's all I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, uh, you also watched Carrie, which I talked about. It's that, definitely in my top ten of mostly no mostly because of how I connect with it. 
Yeah. Uh, one that's definitely not been growing in popularity, Trick or Treat. Uh, the Crazies, which I'm guessing you typically yes, watched the remake. Yeah, it's a yeah. 70s, I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it's like in the 70s or 60s. Uh, another interesting pick here, I'm yeah. guessing for nostalgia. I think it's just because you know, you were talking, you were talking about Final Destination, the original, and I thought about Devin Sawa, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure the first movie I ever saw with. I don't. I've, I've, I actually, I being Idle Hands, I actually, I had bought it. And I, I really wasn't like familiar with it. I, I just got it for like Christmas or something, and I, I was like, okay, I'll watch this, whatever, and I watched it, and I loved it. Well, let's uh, well, let's also not forget Alba, uh, uh, Seth Green's in it. Um, the guy who played Fulton Reed in uh, Mighty Ducks is in it. Hey, I had to say. Or is that? Or, or uh, I, I really like the because um, Seth Green, uh, his part in that is hilarious. It is. He's right. he's amazing. So I'll give him. Yeah. When when when, true. when isn't his part hilarious? Uh, you also yes. watched the no, original no, First needed. Evil Dead, which we we had, uh, Slither, which is another one no, that I feel like probably awesome. needs to get a bit more talk because it, it it's really it's I well, mean Nathan Fillion for me funny. Slither kind of reminds me of uh, like the Fang in a sense. I mean that's yeah, it's comedic it horror. It at its finest, I think. Yeah, uh, one that I'm not a giant fan yeah, of. Yeah, I couldn't watch two. Two is one of the movies that made me visibly ill. Hmm. Well, I guess yeah. you can though mark that down for a reason to have it. Uh, and and, and I know there's <laughs> more. But of what I wrote down, yeah, that's devil's re- devil's rejects. Which it's probably it's probably my favorite zo- zombie. Rock but it, doesn't zombie the, movie. it does not have the best menu though. Uh, Absolutely, no, it does not. House of Thousand Corpses does. Absolutely, put it up against <laughs> any main menu. Uh, d- other ones from Damon that he's oh, watched uh, prom night. Yes. Which, which, which I'm pretty sure you told us it was the remake. And I have a yeah, feeling that's, it's, it's uh, that there's really a feeling of it. why you eliminated that one. It's, I mean, it's still watchable. <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. Like, I mean, it's not. Damon, I'm proud of you. Yeah. I mean, I, well, see, for me, like, you know, a movie has to be really fucking bad for me to not, like, even physically want to watch it. But this one, I can watch it, but I'm just like, eh, you know, it's it's all right. Like. Yeah, we. It's we, really we, we have yeah, discussed that really... if it's something that you can't get through, <laughs> it must be played. Uh, another yeah. one that you got that you had watched was from Hell. Uh, it's Johnny Depp. The name of the title sounds familiar, uh, but I still don't think I've seen Jack it. Jack the Ripper. It's the story of Jack the Ripper. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Uh. And uh, the last one of the ones that I wrote down was 
I believe yeah. you again said the remake of the first Hills Have Eyes. The the original one is I, I have not still the best. seen any of them. Like, the, but the my initial Hills Have Eyes is actually a pretty. I like the for the one Damon watched. I really like a lot of the makeups, and I really like the setting. The, but didn't Wes Craven do the first good one? Question. Hang on. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he did. Uh, cause that, cause that, cause that would be a, another uh, pretty big notch for him as far as like a horror director, being synonymous with the Nightmare on Elm Streets and the Scream franchise. Yeah, it was written, written, directed, and edited by Wes Craven. And the guy that yeah, was in the original he was ahead of the whole West thing. Craven movie was in. Um, uh, weird science motorcycle yeah see and like it is a remake and I'm, oh yeah I'm really, that really is true remakes because i know how remakes go well that one out of all the remakes i would say it's okay <laughs> it's it's not bad it's okay it was all right because some of them are absolute <laughs> wet hot garbage and this one it, it, well 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 but let, let's just put let's just put this out there. It's a huge compliment when you're like the remake yeah. compared yeah. to the other one is it's okay. <laughs> uh, no, because if anything, I'm pretty sure the horror franchise is the one that has like the most remakes. Well, there was a, there like, was a span of mostly a, couple of a lot of times like, like why did the uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Friday the Thirteenth. And Texas, well, Texas Chainsaw Massacre came out before the rest of them, but uh, it is still like it was like a weird set where like yeah. that's what they were doing for a while because they ran out of other stuff. Yeah, too. so yeah, and, and and now Disney has looked at that idea and they're like, we can do that, but actually make the a thing. Profit. Did they? No, they did. No, we're not. Yeah, we are, we are getting a live action what? Lion King two. Yes, we For are. For what fucking reason? Outside of it being Disney. Yeah, Bre- yeah breaking news. Because it made here. money. <laughs> Man, <laughs> holy shit! A billion dollars. I, oh my, my only god! Question, my only question is: Is it actually Simba's pride? You know what? Funny enough, God. we talked about Disney oh now. This is the most horrifying thing to us. I got a headache now. <laughs> well, uh, guys, uh, hope you've been enjoying this. We we have surpassed our usual time slot, but now apparently we can, so... At some point, we'll explore this time slot a little bit more, but for now. I'm going to go to each one of you, and you can give your quick sign-off and, you know, maybe even say, like, what's your next horror or horror. October-themed movie you're going to watch Uh uh, you know, I think I've been really... Uh, uh, I'm saying the, the big ones, Damon. you know, like Jaws and stuff, but I... I'm saving, you know, 
I think I'm going to do the 28 days later and 28 weeks later. I'm going to be definitely doing that. Uh, I'm going to be looking into doing uh, Freddy versus Jason, Jason X. You know, let's those, do the Ice Nine lineup. Well, it, it, I'm waiting, you know, to the last days to do it. And then uh, Conjuring 2 is definitely going to be in there. Obviously, Shining's going to come in at some point. Uh, and I, th- you know, I'm really considering watching uh, probably, I might do Jaws a little later. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm going to see, you know, Netflix is putting a lot of them on there too. So I'm probably going to check out a lot of stuff that Netflix and stuff has. Yeah. Yeah, I did There's hear that there was actually a lot Amazon of stuff Prime. that I put on Netflix that you should check out. Uh, um, no, he hasn't been here a whole lot, but yeah. <laughs> Mr. Soul Phoenix, you got any uh, Halloween-themed uh Films you might check out here in the month? I don't know. I'll probably either do some sort of like kaiju marathon or I'll just marathon a whole bunch of really old uh, that's, that's pretty cool though. from like the 50s to 60s. But that'll probably happen closer to actual Hey, Halloween. there's something special about some of the old monster movies like the original Blob. Yeah. The werewolf, the man. Uh, thing, Dracula. Uh, yeah. The yeah, thing, you got it. The original you know, Dracula. Bela Lugosi. I've been, yeah. Which, yeah, which, funny enough, I saw that an article was like, <laughs> if your Zodiac is this, you're oh, this I'm, vampire. I'm Apparently, I was Bella. Dracula, you know, big white poofy hair. And, all and I'm that. like, I'm. Um, uh, Mr. I'd, I'd probably say the next two would be Poltergeist and Exorcist. I'm watching, um, maybe coming up. Yeah, Exorcist is going to come into my wheelhouse at least Those once. Those two are always put together, so I figured I'd just watch them at the same time. So, those two are the only thing planned right now, but, you know, I'll go through the the different streaming services and see what's out there. Uh, Nick Wood on Facebook. And, uh, and Nick Rush Chicken on Facebook. anything of yours? Um, again, I'm trying to watch more stuff that I have not seen and I'm finishing up the franchises that I owned that I have not watched all the way through. Like last year, I finally watched the nightmare on Elm streets and the Friday the 13th. Uh, and mm-hmm. now as I pretty sure I mentioned at some point, uh, wait this to hear your podcast, Chuck, Ch- Chucky is now next <laughs> for me. From the uh, first original child much play to, I believe, the time uh, Cult of Chucky. Which, uh, but oddly enough, of people yep. that I follow, they said that this is one I'm of the whole franchises that actually stays kind of consistently entertaining. Not even gonna lie. Uh, well, Brad Dourif doing his voice throughout all of them is just amazing. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Oh well, and who knows? Maybe at some point I'll actually watch the remake. I I, I know that we had that mix-up once that happened 
where we were where I was planning on watching it, but <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, oh no, apparently we're watching uh, Annabelle Comes Home. Well, to be honest, you Gosh, probably would have liked Chucky a little more. I don't know if I suffered more or not. So. I'm throwing that out there. Yeah, Mark Hamill. Uh, and then after that, I'm going to try to yeah. watch all of. I've seen the first. Yeah, yeah I have one and two. Yeah, I'm going to watch the Saw The Saw movies. Yeah, one and two is all I need to watch. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then if you I have believe, the complete collection, so you, so you kind of don't which, have a reason was, to check out. The last one came out, it was a uh, and the Saw franchise. It was a uh, Jigsaw. Jigsaw. Yes, I saw that. And then now there's a new one, new one coming but, up. Well, the last saw. Yeah, Spiral. Spiral. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the last one that I saw was four, and that was in the theater. And that, well, that, see, the thing that, is, it, me, it became sort of like the okay, uh, I, I don't know series, if I can do this anymore. The, the Final Destination series, because it kind of realized after you know the first first one was like really good, like it was amazing. Number two is pretty good, but then I think after you know three, four, the, it was like okay, we're 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 gory. Okay, we're supposed to make. Now we're going to be the guys that are known for elaborate, you know, elaborate traps. Like that's us. Yeah. Well, yeah, two's my so favorite. far of where I stand, it would be I actually really like the second one the most, and then first, See, and then two. Oh, two geez, for me, like if I'm not mistaken, third and fourth, they're just like the same. Isn't two the one with the the pit of needles? Yeah, that one's hard to watch. That that's that yeah, uh, that's yes. cringe. I, I could barely watch that. That 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 was that one was tough for me, but that was also another reason though why I give it a bit more respect because if it can do that to me, and yeah, hey, and look at us all how we work with needles. And I also just thought it was a yeah. little bit smarter. Um. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and you yeah, work in the needle section with me. <laughs> I mean, there. Tim the portal. Well, now with my send off, it'll be. If you want to find me on Facebook, I'm at Ian Novak. Want to find me on Twitter? I'm at GuyLoco89. Uh, if you guys have enjoyed this and you found some entertainment, nope. Which I hope we did entertain you when whenever you're listening to this. Uh, please subscribe here to the Crazy Poultrying Podcast wherever you're getting them. And if you want to also and, uh, hit, hit that bell too, you can always give try you to help notifications you every time a new video and comes stuff up. like that. Uh, Oh, that's right. I'm so used to you posting like stuff on YouTube. YouTube. And this is not YouTube, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's not happened in a while. I don't think we, have, uh, we don't have a video. And people do that. This would be a black screen. <laughs> well, 
Just or just a it, picture it of punches while all this is going on, because I think that's the only thing of any sort of uh, symmetry uh, videos we have that's from any of this. Oh, 